You are listening to Resonance 104.4 FM. My name is Johnny Trunk. This is OST, the only soundtrack show on your radio. And today, it's extremely hot in the studio. Uh, and it's probably going to get a little bit hotter. Uh, we have, unusually, for the OST show, a lady in town. Uh, <laughs> By the name of Fiona. Fiona Stanleyland. Hello, Fiona. Hello, Johnny. How are it's you? All right. To be here. It's I'm great, very well, isn't it? Thank you. I'm very well. Can I just say hello, Mum, before we go any You can say it now, yeah. Any other... Sh- Hi, any other? <laughs> She's listening. <laughs> any other shouts you want to get oh, out of the way? Oh, loads, but I'll do them as uh, we go Oh, along. OK, good. Thank all right, you. you've probably got that written down as a list as well, haven't you? Uh, yes, I have. They I do call me Monica, <laughs> Johnny. I've told you. <laughs> um, all week I've been... Bomb- I'm not really bombarded, but it's been... I've had a busy inbox, thanks to Fiona's <laughs> organisation, playlists, questions, uh, oh, yes. further playlists. No pictures yet, but, you know, There'll it's only a matter more, of time. Uh, anyway, um, the reason I got Fiona in is because Fiona, uh, I think it's called Morriconian Love. It might be called, you might have another name for it, but no, I think it's just Morriconian love. love. And I yeah. think it's probably easiest, Fiona, if you explain what Morriconian Love is. Well, Johnny, the whole idea for the show, I knew a lot of Morricone music and I think, God, about 20 years ago or something, I went to Venice and my boyfriend at the time bought a CD of loads of his amazing lounge music. And I knew where all of the obvious Morriconis came from, but this music, I just first of all, I was totally mesmerised by Edda Delorso's voice and wondered what on earth she was singing about. Yeah. And what world, what strange world this music came from and what language she was singing in. And then um, uh, and then just I realised I didn't know any of the films that they came from. And, I mean, that was 20 years ago. I've always listened to Morricone and I, I've done a few other shows. And in a way... Um, I've always been really interested in um, film music and a lot of my shows are influenced by by film music, one sort or another. Um, this is my third show and really it came from a, you know, when I my curiosity just absolutely got the better of me and I had to find out where these films came from. Right. Which was a, a really, really sort of good fun journey because some of them were... Um, relatively easy to get hold of. Others were, were very difficult, and I came across all sorts of strange fan clubs and... Um, saucy movies, saucy dark, movie. weird imagery. Oh, the, the films, I mean, the, the most of them are from these incredible giallo movies yep. um, based on these um, giallo because of the yellow novellas that yep. they come from, which were really popular. I think they were mostly written in the 30s and then in the 60s and 70s, a bit like with Agatha Christie, there was a huge craze for... Um, European directors to make films out of these uh, stories and of course I'm sure they spice them up a lot more than the originals with a lot of um, er- erotica and uh, thriller elements and, and I've discovered a whole world um, and some of the I, you know I suppose another thing I was really curious, curious about was would the film transcend the music? Would the music transcend the film? And obviously in a lot no, of his a Hollywood yeah. um, movies you know he's I call them Hollywood. I mean, his better-known films, uh, they're very equal. You know, I mean, The Mission, fantastic film, fantastic music. So I was very curious to find out, really. Were you... um, Because very often I have an ongoing... Or have had... It's stopped now, an ongoing battle with my my dear wife about the fact that we go to a DVD shop and I go, I really want to see that. And she goes, you want to see it because you know the music, not because you know the film. And I go, yes, and... More often than not, it's 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 a it can be a disappointment. Uh, Do you I find this disappointed? I was disappointed on for a lot of these actually. Oh, really? and, okay. and you know what was really strange was sometimes the 
Uh, I would say 60% of them I absolutely loved and, and they grew on me. Um, but when I first watched them, bear in mind also that I watched most of them in the original language, <laughs> which mm -hmm. made it quite interesting. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, some of them were absolutely appalling, I have to say. Um, and the music well, did completely make a lot of films. transcended the film. They did make a lot of films, didn't they? I mean, it, it, Loads. And Cinecita I think or Chinachita made, they made thousands and thousands of films all yeah. day. Absolutely. And so they're gonna, there's going to be high points and there's going to be low points. Absolutely. And Morricone at the time was scoring, you know, there was jokes in the newspapers about, you know, which film is Morricone scoring this week? What's um, and <laughs> Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and actually I had an email from um, a man who uh, was in ELO the other day. Right. Hello, Michael, if you're listening. And he told me apparently Morricone um, scores his music by walking around room to room in his house. And I imagine he was pretty much doing that in the 60s as well. Um, yep. ideas in his head scoring things and uh, I suppose another thing about the show that I remain curious about is what how did he compose the music did he just see the script and imagine the film to be much better than it was or when did he get involved well there's probably Maybe all sorts of different arguments you see because because with with the classics things like the good the bad and the ugly it's all, all the music was made beforehand ah. and then it was shot to the music but wow. you can guarantee there's lots that interesting where that never happened so there's, yeah, I yeah. think there's all sorts of different ways. And yeah. the chances are you're never going to find out now, because you, there's so many of them you probably can't remember. Exactly. And that's the thing, and you won't want to speak about it anyway, apparently. Some of the films, um, I'd watch, you know, I'd have a, find an amazing track that I wanted to feature in the show. Yeah. And I tried to remain as, as, you know, authentic to the original film as possible when I cut the film for the show. Some, sometimes I'd watch a whole film yeah. and um, the track nowhere to be seen, only three seconds of it used. Yes, so I right. had to use a lot of imagination. Oh, right, OK. <laughs> um, and uh, there were a couple of cheats in the show, I have to say. Well, that's but, very uh, honest of you. Yes, well, you know, but, uh, but on the whole, no, we've, we've, you know, we've done it pretty, um, pretty damn on the button. And um, obviously what we've done is we've cut the film to the music rather than the other way around and tried to make a little story for each track. Oh, really? Okay. Live. Yeah. Oh, groovy. Right. Yes. And when's so, this next show? Oh, oh Valentine's oh, Night. You may as well start talking about it now. Absolutely. Uh, Valentine's Night. So that's at Rich Mix. And um, your Bethel wonderful Greenway. self will Bethel be DJing Yes, dragged into um, doing that. Which yeah. is brilliant because the only complaint we've had about the show is that people want to dance after Afterwards. And well, I'm not, not going to help, I'm afraid. Well, <laughs> I, that's not what I've heard, Johnny. That's not what I've heard. Um, so, yeah, we're, it's going to be cabaret style because we've been performing around theatres. Nick is here, everybody. Nick, my wonderful pianist, Nick Ram. Uh, we've been performing at Picture House venues and a lot of the audience have been coming up saying, oh, my God, I so wanted to dance. So it's brilliant. It's going to be cabaret style tables. We can move them to the side and people can All do right, what the hell have a groovy thing. OK. Yeah. Well, we've got to play some music, haven't we? Uh, there yeah. is... There is um, once we've actually sorted out the studio, um, there will be some live bits and bobs from uh, Morriconian Love a bit later on, which is very exciting because we don't often have live music here, in, on this show anyway. <laughs> so that's very exciting. In, in fact, I'm really excited. <coughs> but in the meantime, um, do you want to start with track one from your very yeah, well prepared well, and documented CD? I mean, basically, the first three tracks, if we want to whiz yeah, through, basically, the, we, I'm starting off with the... Uh, 
I've got Two your CD one Undisputed here. Queens. Yes, jolly good, Chandler. Um, we have got the Undisputed Queens of uh, film soundtrack music, starting with the amazing Edadel also. And this right. track actually isn't in the show. It's Verushka yeah. from Verushka. Yeah. And then, have you um, seen Verushka? Going straight. Oh, yes, I have. Amazing. It's in the show. Okay. So you won't be disappointed if you come and you want to see some fabulous um, clips from that. I had to get that one from Japan, actually. Yeah, no, they're, they're, well, the, the Japanese were the first people to issue that recording. They're amazing, the Japanese. Yeah. I mean, we have a lot to thank them for. Um, yeah. With kind of re-bringing uh, out our culture. Funny <laughs> stuff yeah. in general. Yeah. So uh, then I'm going into good old Shirley, Shirley Bassey. And um, I right. actually, I love Shirley Bassey. I've loved her since I was a child. And this is actually her singing the theme for Love Story, just because it's one of the That's first. That's all right. It's a Johnny Harris oh, production, is it? it? Yeah. Um, uh, to be honest, I, I, I don't know. Do you mean the production on the music yes. of this track? Sorry, I, I, I Probably don't is know. then. Yeah. Okay. Um, but Shirley Bassey, because I used to imitate her as a kid and just, just totally love her. And I, I'm now privileged to actually have singing lessons from uh, Helena Chanel, who's Shirley's teacher as well. Really? So, yeah, so that's what, is she exciting. In, she in Tiger Bay as well? Um, sorry, I don't... That's where Shirley Bassey comes from. Oh, is it? Sorry. Yeah. See, uh, Johnny, <laughs> you're going to discover that I have a little bit of a bimbo side to me. It'll come out at various points during the show. I wouldn't show. call that, no, I wouldn't I'm, call that bimbo side at all. I just think it's quite quite interesting. <laughs> I just wondered where I felt voice, voice coach was Tiger from. Bay. Over my head. Anyway, uh, after that, we've then got the wonderful John Barry and um, the track for, uh, called The Doll's House. Oh, good. Okay, well, let's let's start with that, and then we'll, we'll shuffle around the studio and get, a, get our mics stuck into the various sockets. <laughs> I'm going 
begin to tell the story of how great love can be. The sweet love story that is older than the sea. The simple truth about the love he brings to me. Where do I start? Like a summer rain that cools the pavement with a patent leather shine. He came into my life and made the living fine and gave a meaning to this empty world of mine. He fills my heart. He fills my heart with very special things, with angel songs, with wild imaginings. He fills my soul with so much love that anywhere I go, I'm never lonely with him along. Who could be lonely? I reach for his hand. It's always there. Does it last? Can love be measured by the hours in a day? I have no answers now, but this much I can say: I'm going to need him till the stars all burn away, and he'll be there. He fills my heart with very special things, with angel songs. So much love that anywhere I go, I'm never lonely with him along. Who could be lonely? I reach for his hand. It's always there. How long does it last? Can love be measured by the hours in a day? I have no answers now. But this much I can say: I'm going to need him till the stars all burn away.
You're listening to Resonance 104.4 FM, the OST show today live with the people known as Morricone in love. That's Woo. Fiona Staniland. Is that, is that Am I saying that right? Staniland? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay, Fiona Staniland and... Her accomplice. Mr. Nick Ram. Who's not saying much at the moment, but might, it's, it, his, his fingers do the talking. Um, now, we just listened to the following. Uh, Verushka, a, the, the big track from Verushka, which, which I think first came out, and came out... Hang on, how did it come out? I think, I think it might have come out as a seven-inch originally in, in Italy, but only a, you know, one track or one and a half tracks or something. And then the Japanese issued it first in its entirety, and then... The Italians then issued it. Someone like Easy Tempo issued it about five or six years ago, maybe even longer, where, when they started issuing those things. And it's it's just a remarkable record, isn't it? It's just beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. It's the it's the peak of that that. Well, we were trying to think how to describe it, and it's basically wordless, isn't it? Wordless yeah. vocals. Wordless vocals, definitely. It just makes me want to get on a pair of shorts, furry boots, and run out in the snow and sing. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I'd just like to say that Fiona has got fairy boots on, and that is part of today's competition, but we'll come to that a bit later Actually, on. Actually, that's what I've been doing this morning, only minus the snow, but it is cold enough. Yeah, running out in fairy boots, she's wearing fairy boots. Uh, I'm merely in a little bit of knitwear, uh, Robin's in a usual Super Grover t-shirt. t-shirt, it's always a Sesame Street theme with Robin, Absolutely. and Casper's wearing a hat, a woolly hat, because he's not well, because he's nothing else, just a hat. <laughs> Of course, you lose all your heat out of your hat, don't you? Yes, out of your head, yes. Anyway, we're after Verushka, which is... Now, can you just... I've never actually seen the film. I've seen the stills oh. from the film, and it looks... I know it's Verushka, the, the model Verushka, and she's painted yeah. up in several different styles, isn't she? Yeah, well, basically, it's kind of a semi-documentary about her love life, and, it, you know, it's beautiful cars streaming through the Italian countryside, snowscapes. It's, it's a really, really beautiful film to watch and there's loads of very, very funky music. Yeah. Um, some fabulous scenes with, you know, her in photographic shoots and she's, of course, stunning to look at and has her body in all sorts of amazing shapes and, um, you know, there's just eye candy everywhere. Is there... The is there on the... On the Japanese CD that came out. There's the most bizarre picture of her with a birdcage on her head. Yeah, well, actually, what the, there is a story. Her head's actually in the birdcage. It's not, it's not a hat. It's, it's sort of, it, it's a, because she, she used to be sort of painted up as stone or the background or the or yeah. camouflage or as a bush or something, didn't she? And, and then, then there's this bizarre picture where she's painted as a stripy thing is, with a yeah. birdcage on her head. There's a lot of jungle references going on in the film. And oh, I think yeah. there's a scene where they partake of some... Jungle. ...spliffy-doos and um, have a wonderful kind of uh, fantasy jungle scene. But there is, there is a storyline to the film and uh, she keeps flashing back to her childhood. Oh, OK. And um, I, I won't tell you how it ends. No, don't spoil Come and see the show. Oh, okay. Um, but there's, there's two beautiful men in it as well. Um, who will she choose? But no, it's good. It's quite dark, actually. You know, I've no, no surprises there. I've seen the. I've, I've got another still from it with me, actually. So I'll show you. But later on, um, after that bit of Shirley Bassey, I think that may well have been a, um, a Johnny Harris bit of. Oh. Uh, after that, the Dollhouse, uh, which again I've not seen. No, I, no, do you know, I didn't know. Do you think it's from A Doll's House, as in Ibsen, as in... I would have thought so. Perhaps Jane Fonda version, the one that well, starred Jane Fonda... Um, I'll tell you what, we'll have a look in a really second. ...is really good. We'll and it's a, a really beautiful film, actually. It's got some fabulous scenes in of 
ice skating and yeah it's wonderful i love the fairy boots the young jane fonda of course absolutely yep. stunning and very brilliant actress as well so yeah good one if that's the film i'm guessing right. i'm guessing i'll look it up in a second and then mm. after that lovebirds bruno nicolai which is one of those classic italian things yeah yeah now um Oh, we've got another track. We, we do have a competition today, but we're very nearly set up in the studio, and we, we'll have it after then, because otherwise no one's going to answer the phone, which will be terribly disappointing. Uh, so, um, what have you queued up for us next? Bit of Vladimir Cosma, am I yes, right? Yes, indeed. Um, Maldonna by um, Sergio Gobi, um, which I'm sure you can tell us all about, John. No. Because <laughs> I can't. <laughs> Not at all. Should we have a listen, and then we'll see what we can look up? The DVD cover it looks fabulous. Well, that's a good fact, isn't it? I saw it online, but... It's in another language, so... Okay. <laughs> <laughs> C'est plus ou moins ce qu'on cherche J'aime rire, chanter Et je n'empêche pas les gens qui sont bien D'être joyeux Pourtant 
s'il est une samba sans tristesse, c'est un vin qui ne donne pas l'ivresse. Un vin qui ne donne pas l'ivresse. Non, ce n'est pas la samba que je veux. Faire une samba sans tristesse, c'est aimer une femme qui ne serait que belle. Ce sont les propres paroles de Vinicius de Moraes, poète et diplomate, auteur de cette chanson, et comme il le dit lui-même, le blanc le plus noir du Brésil. Moi qui suis peut-être le français le plus brésilien de France, j'aimerais vous parler de mon amour de la samba, comme un amoureux qui n'ose en pas parler à celle qu'il aime, en parlerait à tous ceux qu'il rencontre. J'en connais que la chanson incommode d'autres pour qui ce n'est rien qu'une mode d'autres qui en profitent sans l'aimer. Moi je l'aime et j'ai parcouru le monde en cherchant ses racines vagabondes aujourd'hui pour trouver les plus profondes. C'est la samba chanson qu'il faut chanter. Gilberto, Carlos Lira, Dorival Caymmi, Antonio Carlos Jobim, Vinicius de Moraes, Baden Powell, qui a fait la musique de cette chanson et de tant d'autres. Vous avez mon salut. Ce soir, je voudrais voir jusqu'à l'ivresse, pour mieux délirer sur tous ceux que grâce à vous j'ai découvert et qui ont fait de la samba ce qu'elle est. Saraba, Peshingin, Noël Rosa, Dolores Durand. Montero, tant d'autres. Et tous ceux qui viennent, et Dulobo, et mes amis qui sont avec moi ce soir. Baden, bien sûr, Ico, Osvaldo, Bigi, Oscar, Nicolino, Milton, Sarava. Tout cela qui font qu'il est un mot que plus jamais je ne pourrais prononcer sans frissonner. Un mot qui secoue tout un peuple en le faisant chanter. Les mains levées au ciel, samba. M'a dit qu'elle venait de Bahia, qu'elle doit son rythme et sa poésie à des siècles de danse et de douleur. Mais quel que soit le sentiment qu'elle exprime, elle est blanche de formes et de rimes, blanche de formes et de rimes, elle est nègre bien nègre dans son cœur. Mais quel que soit le sentiment qu'elle exprime, elle est blanche de formes et de rimes. Blanche de formes et de rimes, elle est nègre, bien nègre dans son cœur. Mais quel que soit le sentiment qu'elle exprime, elle est blanche de formes et de rimes. Blanche de formes et de rimes, elle est nègre, bien nègre dans son cœur.
4.4 FM, you may hear some squeaks and squawks in the background as the engineers. Oh, I love this bit of music. <laughs> Anything like this in your show? Plenty. Oh, good. Okay. Oh, yeah. Uh, so, uh, special guest today on the OST show, Fiona Stanleyland. Uh, and we've just listened to Mal Donna by Vladimir Cosmo, which we've not looked up yet. But however, we have looked up um, The Doll's House, John Barry, and... It's not a Jane Fonda film, it's a Denham Elliott, Anthony Hopkins, Claire Broom vehicle. And it doesn't look that exciting, I have to say. It's a costume drama, but quite <laughs> like a proper one. So I'm, I'm not really... Never been, I don't know, can't quite get into costume dramas. Don't know why. And I think probably because I think everyone's acting. I know that sounds a bit of a funny thing to say, but do you know what I mean? <laughs> I, fancy I know dress with mean. fancy moustaches and that sort of thing. I, everyone's acting too much, so I, I do have a slight problem with that sort of I, thing. I, but I do like costume dramas when you can really see the era on them, though. You know, like if you see a 60s costume drama and the makeup is really 60s yeah. and the 70s, I do like the game of Guess the Era right. when you're watching a, you know, a good old costume drama. It's fun I around like, your house, I isn't like it? the way the 60s uh, portray... Um, you know, the uh, Victorian era, for example. Mm-hmm. Ladies look quite... Oh, we'll see what you're saying. Right, OK. All right. Yeah. A lot of makeup, a lot of petticoat showing. I mean, you know, it's fun. Victorian 60s. <laughs> <laughs> I suppose, you know, and they were quite good at it, weren't they? Forsyth Saga, the Aneedin line. Yeah. Not they were doing sort of upstairs, downstairs. That's sort of 70s, though, isn't it? I think. Yeah, I think so, yeah. Mm. I wasn't alive then, Johnny. I, I, I wouldn't know, but... 
Okay, after that, um, the Vladimir Cosmo track, we played uh, two cues from uh, Amanda Woman, uh, which is a very good record, actually. It's a, it's a, a, again, and it's another one of these tragic films. I think I've only ever seen the, the title sequence. Really? Yes, really. Oh, I've watched it. In fact, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to watch it again because... Um, I just I love the music. Pierre Barou, the singer who you heard there, he's in my kind of honorary female singer song list because his voice is just so beautiful. And he plays a little role in the film. He plays the, the hubby. Isn't he the guy who started Saravar Records anyway? Yeah, I believe um, you probably know a lot more about him mm. than I do. But yeah, that's why, yeah. why Saravar Records is... Because Samba Saravar ah. and Saravar Records, you see. I see. And, you know, some sort of so strange experimental, experimental French... Right. Label, very good label. Ah, yeah, well, I think he's fabulous. I mean, um, I want to delve more into his world after this. I'm not sure there is the that much, actually. I know that sounds a bit strange, ah. but I don't think there is, because oh. I think he started making making records as opposed to oh, actually okay. making other people's oh. records. As opposed to making I know he wrote the lyrics for Enormitanfer. Yes, which probably um, which probably set him up for life, I yeah. imagine. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it's sort of global yeah, success, yeah. wasn't yeah. it? But that was pretty much my first kind of hearing that record. Yeah. I think my parents must have played it. Certainly, um, that was one of the first kind of records I heard and thought, oh, my God, I love film music. Yeah. And I think what's for me really interesting is when you hear the music before seeing the film, that kind of gap, uh, the creativity that happens in your imagination before you actually see what the film is like. And for me, that is that space that a lot of my shows have been created, just right. through imagining what world does this come from and how many shows have you done now then well i've done the, the, this morricone one is pretty much straight marrying the uh music to the original film yeah and i suppose the you know the 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 difference in that show is that um the the usp shall we say, yeah, say is that, um yes. yeah basically showing the world these amazing films that not a lot of people know about no um, you, you do have to work hard if you want to yeah Find them. Um, and then I did a show, um, I did a Gansborg show with Nick actually as well. And uh, Gansborg, of course, or do you well. just cover versions of. Well, it was a little bit of a, but, um, just why I love Gansborg. And we, yeah, we, we did a load of live music, but we mixed it with footage of Gansborg as well. And um, Which is also very hard to find. Yeah, it was at the time. Now it's a lot easier. They released two amazing DVDs, one French one, I've forgotten what it's called. And a Japanese and a, one. Yeah, of, of course, of course. <laughs> um, and now, actually, you know, of course, with YouTube, it's really easy. But at the time, I literally had to source through old VHS. And it was a really hard job at the time. But anyway, we showed a lot of footage of him and him doing, you know, lots of funny little spoofs and beautiful early footage before he um, sadly declined into alcoholism. Um, but, yeah, the show is just kind of all about what he loves and it was kind of funny and uh, worked with some really amazing musicians and Nick was the um, MD on that show as well. Um, musical so director, is that? Or managing yes, director? that's um, musical director. Okay, sorry. Mon <laughs> Monica's director, <laughs> or what? I think. No. Or doctor. <laughs> or doctor, yes. <laughs> And, and then I also, my first show I did was a German cabaret, which came about by doing, listening to loads of old German music, especially Marlene Dietrich, and I mm -hmm. came up with a character called Darlene Mietrich, the one that didn't get to Hollywood. Oh, nice. And then that was just, yeah, boom, boom. But that was really, I listened to all these amazing old German tracks, and I totally loved them. I had, didn't have a clue what she was singing about, and just decided, you know, what a great 
way to make a character for, and a story, just to listen to the music without understanding the lyrics and to put together a show. So that was that had a story and it was kind of cabaret style. Have About you heard a, a version of um, stuck, stuck Where? Stuck in Berlin rather than escaping to Hollywood. Oh, I see. Okay. Yeah. Have you heard Dietrich's That's version funny. of Puff the Magic Dragon? No. Oh, you want to hear that? Write that down on your All spreadsheet. Right. Go on. I'll write that down. I'm it's not called Puff the Magic Dragon, though. It's called, it's, called, it's called Puff der Zauber Dragon. But it is actually possibly one of the most beautiful <laughs> versions of Puff the Magic Dragon you could ever hear. No, I wish I'd had it with me because it, is, it's, it makes me cry every time I hear it. Aww. It's really Maybe we should do a whole show devoted to German music. Yeah, Dietrich especially. You don't get a lot of it, do you? I mean... Was quite in a, lot a of the way, film music, the 30s, Berlin, were Hollywood of their time. I mean, then they all moved to Hollywood, of course, but that was... Yeah, just as a talkie the started, they... big film um, studio... Industry, yeah. yeah industry of, of, of that time, really. They were way ahead of the Americans at one point, so... Very interesting. And well, course, I'm up for it if you are, Fiona. Yeah, yeah, let's do it, baby. I think, um, you know, it, it merits its own space because hearing that music... Like, Nick and I do a lot of German cabaret in our sets. We have to time it very well because... It can sound quite incongruous compared to a lot of the 60s and 70s film stuff that we do. Right. But um, sometimes people come in and they absolutely love it, you know. There's, and, and other times it's a bit like, ooh, what's this? But um, I think it's a world you have to really kind of embrace and delve into. It's some fab fabulous music and musicianship in a lot of those old recordings. Anyway. Anyway, after I that. I go on. <laughs> After that, we listened to uh, a track called Psycho Meeting, which edited also in Bruno Nicolai from Marquis de Sade. Second pressing on the Gemelli label, not the first pressing on the SR label. Uh, and uh, we're still, we still, we had a uh, Watkins copycat set up here to do the reverb on the vocals, and it's my Watkins copycat. And it works in that it goes round, but it doesn't work in that nothing happens when it goes round and we're, test we're testing a new reverb unit now which is being tested right at this very moment actually by Robin the Fog so as soon as that's up and ready we'll be ready to cook <laughs> next track Fiona oh um, well shall we listen to some Gans Borg yeah go on then, then. Um, well what about a couple of tracks go on well, then Anna Just... the musical the oh I love one. that the plus en plus de moins that's en moins a... which is the wonderful uh... that's a very groovy film very yeah. hard record to find that very hard record to find really fabulous music isn't that the and one then, with the roller skate track on it yeah ro roller girl um, indeed which is fabulous what number track do you want then that is on CD1 of Fiona's here. first half that, that you'll find is track number 11 please okay Goody. Okay. let's have a go at that okay super let's have a go there so a bit of Gainsbourg from the soundtrack to Anna avec elle tout est possible est-ce qu'elle va seulement me reconnaître Du rêve à la réalité, il y a une marge. Ouais, tout est possible. Elle peut aussi bien me trouver impossible. Avec les photographies, sait-on jamais. Avec elle, tout est possible. Pour moi, ça sera merveilleux la première fois. On se verra de moins en moins Si je ne lui dis rien Et cela me fera De plus en plus mal Avec lui tout serait possible Malgré que ce ne soit jamais bien la première fois Ce serait sûrement pas mal Et puis de mieux en mieux 
seems to be going very well in the studio at the moment, actually. It surprised me well. Don't What's next on your... What? Don't jinx it. Don't j- <laughs> um, so after this little bit of French things... What's the next one on CD? Should we play that as well? Uh, what's next? Um, oh, so you've caught Monica unawares. Um, Sorry. Oh, a bit, of, a bit of performance. Oh, good. Okay, Mary, Mary. With yeah, Mary Clayton. Uh, Mary, yeah. Really? Um, okay. Paul Get back White to your mic then. Dog. Come on.
Resonance 104.4 FM, the OST show. Special guest today, Fiona Staniland. Hello. Uh, performing as, actually not performing yet, but is the performer of, well, is a performer anyway, but Morricone in Love is why, why she's here uh, with her uh, long, I was going to say long-suffering, but that's not right, long-serving uh, oh, pianist Nick. Maybe long suffering. <laughs> I don't know, Nick. Oh, no, Nick and I go back a long way. I know a lot of emails go through. I'm not Nick's surprised, inbox. Nick. Yeah, I'd have a, I'd have a spam filter on most. A lot of, of spreadsheets. Yeah. <laughs> um, anyway, we've just listened to following yeah. Yeah. two two tracks from Gainsbourg's Anna soundtrack, um, followed by Mary Clayton, Paul White, Hound Dog, then. The I Mark Four and Man with Icy Eyes, followed by Susan Theme, Daniel Petucci, which is all in a sort of similar female vocally, vocally thing, towards the end anyway. Yeah. Uh, Just a, a tiny small point, um, Johnny. Yeah, go on. <laughs> that No, No, Yes, Yes track was from a film called Mr. Freedom, apparently. Mystery oh, no, film. Is that weird? Do you know it? No, I don't, but I've got the seven inch. Ah, okay. No, I've got the, yeah, no, no, because it's, it's got, it's it's got an American footballer on the front. Oh, has it? Oh. Uh, co-written by Michel Colombier, who okay. of course also wrote loads of the um, Melody Nelson stuff with Gansborg. So, wrote lots of stuff. Also about a bizarre concept album called Wings. It's interesting, isn't it? Yeah. Now, um, we have actually set up the bits and bobs in here now, so we'll have some live exciting. music shortly. Uh, but um, what I was <clears> going to ask you is, is um, how you first started getting into this singing lark. Oh, well, I mean, I suppose as a, a child, I was a bit of a, um, you know, I was, I loved singing. And then actually, I, I went to drama school and I was a oh, crap did you? actress, really not very good at all, but I was really good Did you go singing. to one of those posh drama schools? No, I went to, I did a, I went to drama studio and did a year's course. Oh, right, so not one of those sort of Anna no, Cher no, no, ones no, no, or anything. No. Oh, God, no, God, no, I can't name <laughs> anything worse. Um, you know, I was I was okay. I'm quite right. good at comedy and stuff, but really, I just got more and more drawn to to music. And um, I actually, one of the best things I did when I was at drama school was a little Gansborg spoof with my chum Toby. What should tame? Yeah, should tame. But that went down well. Tame, right. like with the, I, I remember we did a lot of breadsticks and carrots and things were involved. But anyway, uh, so that was a lot of fun. And um, really, I kind of. <laughs> It's a frowning going on in the studio and some <laughs> curious looks. Anyway, carry on. We got yes. told off. It was too cheesy. Yes. We had, to, we had to pull it all right back. And then I did a show in, in the Edinburgh Festival in a lift. Myself and my little sister, Laura. Hi, Lola, if you're listening. And um, also uh, a friend of hers, Peter Brewis. He's now doing fabulously well, I've heard. I think he was on telly the other day. Right. Uh, I, I don't know what his band's called, but he's a brilliant musician. Anyway, we did a show inside a lift. Um, and it was help. I'm stuck in a lift with a glitter ball and a couple singing Serge Gainsbourg duets, which was a lot of fun. We sque squeezed audiences of about eight into the lift with us. Okay. Um, and then. And they paid for that, did they? Oh yeah. Good. No, actually, yeah, they did actually. <laughs> yeah, they did. They paid in kind. Okay. Um, and uh, anyway, just I, I want to kind of bring Nick into the conversation actually, because I, a friend of mine, Olivia, had an art exhibition, and I met Nick because he was playing in a band with uh, Genia. And I thought he was fabulous. And just his, his uh, musicianship was amazing. And he really stood out. And I said, I'm a singer. Do you want to work with me? And we sort of, it was years ago, wasn't it, Nick? About 10 was, years ago. Yeah, that was quite a while ago, yeah. Yeah. And we've been kind of doing, we've, we've got a whole duo set, which I, I realise is mostly 50, 60% film music. Film music, I think. Right. Yeah, if, Good. I, if I really think about it. And so, yeah, we've been playing off and on together for, for a few years. And then, um, well, Nick um, did a 
trio gig with um, Alex Keane and John Scott, who are also in the Morricone show. So it's a quartet, your Morricone in love. It's actually a, a quintet. Sex trop. No, a sex. Sex. Tet. No, sex tru- a se- <laughs> It's a sex tet, Johnny. It's a sex tet. Yes, okay. So. Um, if you count me as a musician, I, I play the piano right handed, um, basically. But I went to see Nick and Alex and John perform, and Nick, your, your set was amazing. It had loads of John Barry and amazing. Right. I don't know what else was in it, Nick, because it was... We were just playing uh, mixed some, some jazz standards and some, yeah, some John Barry and... Um, Bit of the Doors. Yeah, there Bit was the a Doors track. Yeah, but they just yeah. had this fabulous vibe. Um, yeah, it was just a, a, a thrown together little trio gig. Yeah, right. down in. Um, it made Kensington. me want to put on a black polo neck and start chanting poetry anyway. And I just thought I really want to work with those guys. And then um, when I had the idea for the show, we then found John Gingell, really fabulous young guitar player. Um, and then the, the the missing piece of the puzzle, we needed a multi instrumentalist because Nick orchestrated the whole show, and had the job of trying to make an sort of Morricone orchestral sound come alive in a six piece not easy well I know I had I had uh, the Got 20, trumpets. Or 20 or so tracks uh, and uh, just had to um, listen to the um, to the tracks and just write it down right right list hear the music and, and write it down and arrange it for the six piece which is um, drums bass myself on keyboards um, a multi-instrumentalist a guitarist and Fiona who sings and also plays the keys so yeah, our multi-instrumentalist Jerry Hunt was a real find. I mean, he, he plays—he's absolutely yeah. gorgeous. Um, teacher, fabulous musician. Um, mm. He plays trumpet, sax, flute. Uh, what else? Guitar. I was going to say you need a uh, trumpet. You need a bit of brass. He 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 plays everything. Um, he, was, and he was crucial in sort of giving us a sort of a variety and a sound that we could produce. So, it, so in a way, he kind of glued it all together, didn't he? It's icing mm. on the cake, maybe. Even though the vo- vocals sort of are, you do need you do need that sort of weirdness going on which comes from the instruments yeah well I mean I think what's amazing about um, the way that Morricone worked with Edda Delorso is he used her voice as an instrument really I mean and you can really hear that it's echoed in the flute Uh, you know a lot of what she's singing is is incredibly musical as an instrument Um, and obviously there's no there's no vocal as such so she really is like a piece of the orchestra I think but you've queued up a track uh which is one of the one of the more famous Morricone ah, themes. Sicilian clan. Yeah, which yeah. is not like any of the others. No, it's not like any of the others, but the reason I, I wanted this one in the show, I mean, first of all, I just heard it and I just thought it was the most sexy piece of music I'd ever heard in my life. I just sexy. Wanted, I thought, for me, yeah, maybe I'm weird. Do, do, but do, I just do, wanted do, to do. get a, a gun belt on and, um, and a pair of false eyelashes and, and, you know, dance in front of the mirror. And, um, I, yeah, it just... I. For me, I thought, where does this come from? Is it uh, spaghetti? What is it? And um, I imagined it being very different from what it actually was, actually. Yeah, no, it's, it's a bit of a funny one, isn't it? It's a bit of an, odd, an oddity film, but, of course, it's got the delicious Alain Delon in, um, and Jean Gabin, who's, who's incredible, who just about pulled the whole strange Sicilian mafia plot off. <laughs> so should we hear a bit of that? And then yeah. after it, I think you've got a recording of you at an earlier... One of your Morricone love gigs now. When was this? Indeed, this is Hackney. December, last December. Okay. Yep. Yeah. I remember this is where I first read about it. I went, what? Who's doing this? What? <laughs> this is a friend of ours, Jonathan Bratov, was holding the 
microphone in the audience. So, um, you know, it's not the best sound recording in the world, but it, I think it gives you an idea of the, Give us a taste, the will fabulous it? quality of the, the music that you, right. you'll hear. If you Let's can. give it a go then. Okay.
Presence 104.4 FM, and you are now going to hear Morricone in Love, but live from the Resonance 104.4 FM studios, and hopefully I've got the desk behaving itself and we actually hear what we're supposed to hear. So whenever you're ready, Fiona, whenever you're ready, Nick, take it away.
Hooray! It's only me clapping. So I'm going to make as much noise as possible. <laughs> Good grief. Do you want to stay on the reverb? It's quite funny if you talk with the reverb on. Do you enjoy that? Very much so. Oh, good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, look, I, I have to hand it to you. You can certainly hold a tune, you two, oh, and it? and sing and play the piano. And that I have to say, funny. considering there's only two of you, huh. that's quite a racket you just made. Well, this and there's is only the, two this of you. is the Nick Graham thing, you see. He sounds like an orchestra. Yeah, but he's playing. Yeah. He was doing all sorts of. He gives a, a lot of depth to. If it was me playing the piano, then just to that, I'd just be going da, 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 without all the tickly bits in between. You're doing, see. <laughs> um, he's yeah. fabulous. He's how I play the piano in my head. <laughs> and so, no, no, honestly, honestly, that's a, a good. You've you've chosen a particularly difficult song to sing. If you call it a song, it's, it's a song. It's a wordless song, but it's a it's a very difficult tune to sing. And you sing it with with, you know, gusto and oh, confidence. And you don't actually get any notes wrong. Oh, thanks. Well, I have I have done in the <laughs> in the Hackney show I did. Hence us doing it live today. But um, the breathing is very difficult at the beginning. But you know, my wonderful singing teacher Helena Chanel. Hello, Helena. If she's listening, um, is is amazing. And um, to be honest, a lot of the work I do with Nick, I sing in a much lower register. So I have had to kind of relearn this uh, whole more operatic it's style. Ex- you I, are singing extremely high there. Yeah, it's, it is pretty high. Um, I think the trick with it, I, I actually really don't like it when opera singers sing this type of music. So the trick with it is to learn how to sing like an opera singer, but then to make it sound modern and sexy and and, and, and not too well polished. I, I have a real... I don't like really polished um, singing of this type of material. I love opera in its own right, but for this, it would have been wrong to do it too classically, so... OK. No, 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 no. I think you've, but, you've summed up mm. what you've done there exactly right. Well, very well, because... Yes, you you do you are bordering quite a lot of the time on sexy there. Oh, and it's difficult to do. No, it's difficult to do, especially at just before six on a. <laughs> 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 and and the fact that you've just been into the Resonance one hundred four point four FM WC. Yeah, with which no is not good. Tony, <laughs> I can tell you don't have many ladies visiting. <laughs> which is not. <laughs> <laughs> Which is not going to make anybody any any sexy performance, you know, Aww. sexier, is it? So, so um, hopefully we've got time to to um, get another bit, bit of music from you as well. But can I can I quickly say I just had a text in from my sister Izzy, and I'd like to say hi to Jack and Madeline and Michael and Oliver. Anyone else? My sister, and, and also Jonathan <laughs> and Eliza and Georgia. Yeah. Anyone else? Yeah. My petite famille. Anyone um, else? Yeah. No, that's it. And just hi, mom again. <laughs> Love you. Now. Um, <laughs> Obviously, it won't just be Nick and your good self on nice. Valentine's Night. Nice. It's a Rick's Mix, Rick's Rich Mix, Rich mix which yeah. is this peculiar cinema art space on Bethel Green Road, just around the corner from Shoreditch High Street. Yeah, right it's next to Shoreditch box ra- Rail Station. And obviously, yeah, yeah, overground, yeah. So, so no excuses, anyone. How much are tickets? <laughs> uh, I think fourteen in advance, sixteen on the door. Can you book it? Or you obviously book in advance through through yeah. what Rich Mix uh, or through Mix your website? Org, I think. No, um, it's either dot net or dot org. But anyway, they've you know you can book online. You can visit my website, which is called um, my website is fiernesandland.com. Um Surprisingly enough. Okay. Um, yeah. So um, it, it, it's going to be a great night, I think. Um, it's going to be really interesting and, and fabulous performing it when people can dance. I'm very excited about that. Well, dance afterwards or dance in the middle of it? 
Anytime, anyway, anyhow. <laughs> right. We'll see what happens, I guess, yeah. Okay, because normally, normally what you do in theatre where everyone has to sit down and be quiet. Uh, yeah, we've done it in, it's been, we did, we started, we did a, a gig at the Electric in Notting Hill. That was a fabulous um, Great venue cinema. to perform at. It was gorgeous. We had so much space. It was like luxury. Well, you were on the stage. Then we did it mm. in Greenwich Theatre, which is like being squeezed into a little postage stamp. But that was a lovely audience. We've been getting lovely audiences and really, really appreciative audiences who just love it. So, you know, the, the problem with doing these shows is they're very expensive. A lot of people are involved. And we your do flyer, need the audiences. Your flyer budget alone must be enormous because wherever I go, I see a Morriconian <laughs> love flyer. I do. I, I do. know. I hijacked your show, didn't I, Johnny? And. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Left flyers everywhere during Johnny's fabulous uh, Dirty Fan Mail show. So, are you planning on making some kind of record out of this, or is that um, something well, you're not thinking make of? Me an offer, make me an offer. I'm I'd, not making I'd love to. God, I'd love to. Um, I don't know. You know, TBC, we're hoping to get sponsorship for the show. We had um, a sponsor come to see it, and they're going to be letting us know. Um, just, just for that thing, really, it is. Um, we need more money to, you know promote it and advertise it and get bums on seats really I think and play, playing it live more that's that's the way to do the show any yeah. any have you got any um festivals sniffing no. about I, this is what I'd really it's quite love a to festival do. it's quite yeah. a festival yeah. thing Oh, okay. I'll see what I can do. Yeah. We'll have a chat after the show. Oh, no, but I think yeah. this is—I do think this is quite a festivaly thing. I, I can imagine it. You know, eight, nine o'clock at night in a in a groovy tent somewhere. Groovy tent. Absolutely. Something wrong with a groovy tent. I can groovy tent it with in a groovy groovy tent. Definitely. Yeah. We did our Gansborg show at Latitude a few years ago, but it was all, the space was too big. Actually, it sort of—I think it calls for a more intimate size. Yeah, no, no. You want, that's what you're after. Yeah. Sunday morning as well, wasn't it, or something? No. Well, it was kind of yeah, midday. <laughs> <laughs> right. We had an audience of eight. But anyway, it was very good fun. I've um, had audiences of eight before. Have I've, you? Yeah, I've less less than Sometimes that. Sometimes they're cases. the best. Yeah, they're the best. Yeah. Once you get yeah. over the, once you get the, over the initial embarrassment of only performing to eight people, yeah. it's not bad. They say, don't they? You should have more <laughs> audience than in your band or in your cast or whatever, and then then you're all right. Yeah. So we'd need seven, and we oh, could. <laughs> <laughs> and everyone's That's happy. If we don't include the projectionist. <laughs> um, well, look, what I was going to do is I was going to play this really strange version of. Because you just you just sung it, um, Messi and Estero Senna, oh, yeah. but it's a really strange version by Piero Piccioni. Ah. But it's sung by this weird English folk singer called Catherine Howe. Wow. Who made a funny record called it, um, something like um, "What a Beautiful Place" or something like that, which is a, oh. which is a, this sort of strange folk record with her standing next to a pond. Oh. Um, Look forward to hearing that. But but it's not you don't hear it very often, and I don't think I've ever been able to hear it play it in its entirety because I normally play it at the end of the show, and it's. Six minutes long or something like that, so it never gets it never gets the end. So this is quite this is quite a groovy version. It might be. I'm not sure you would have, you would have um, heard that. I've got this from Mr. Piccioni's son, so it's quite a strange wow. strange recording. Wow. But it's quite. You should hear it, I think, because it's quite groovy. So if I can, if I haven't queued it up properly, because I tried to queue it up when you were when you were singing a moment ago. So um, please forgive me if it's not queued up correctly. Hang on, here we go. Starts off with a funny noise, like that wrinkly paper thing there. Mm. Oh, it's not even started. Oh, oh uh, uh, that's right. Here we go. That should work. Oh, it's just working. Good. Dum 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 
Da 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 da
Right, Residence 104.4 FM, the OST show, special guest today, Fiona and Nick from Morricone in Love. Morricone in Love being a live performance of Morricone's more groovy and slightly peculiar work of the late 60s and the, well, I suppose about the mid-70s. Um, mm-hmm. We've just heard the following. Um, I didn't mention that. We had a, I think it's a bizarre version of the Sicilian Clan. It's not the, it's not the one from the original soundtrack, it's from a funny one. So I've got to send you a real one so you hear the yeah. real one. Um, then your version live in Hackney yeah. of Forbidden Photographs. Yeah. Then you did Meteo and Sarah Sarah live here yeah. in the studio. And Robin was very pleased at the fact that the microphones were all set up correctly. Uh, then we heard the bizarre Pierpaccioni version of... Which was fabulous. With uh, <gasps> Catherine Howe singing. Which is Amazing. quite unusual, isn't it? English vocalist with a... Italian band. It's quite groovy, isn't it? Very groovy, yeah. 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 Um, and they're doing this guy's love with you. A bit of offbeat right? singing going on as well. I like yeah, it was all it's bit quite yeah, all over the place. Nice, nice. Mm. nice. Um, <clears throat> so, 
on your CD, we, we have enough time for a couple more tracks and you just sing again if you want. Um, so yeah. you've got, um, what, what else is on your CD for part two of the show that oh. you've part so, two. so beautifully brought in? Well, yes. what, well, what about listening to one of the more like, on. kind of instrumentals, maybe? Go where you Sagita, want. Go track on. 11. This is one um, fabulous uh, film clip we've got for this as well. Um, but yeah, so track uh, track. 11 okay and um what's it called it's called segita and it's um basically on in the, in the show if you come and see it, it's the, the opening sequence fabulous opening sequence for a film of a um a, a taxi driving up 60s regent street and then you see a very very strange scene with a man and a woman having sex at knife point and there's a very strange twist at the end and this was actually a pure cut clip from the opening sequence to what actually was a, a dreadful, um, dreadful film. But um, the the beginning sequence is fabulous. Okay. <laughs>
I'd like to thank Mr. Johnny Trump for inviting us on the show. We've had such fun with you today, Johnny, apart from the toilet roll. I'd like to thank Mr. Nick Ram on keyboards, MD, orchestrator, responsible for Morricone in Love. Come and see us at Rich Mix on Valentine's Night. No need to be lonely. Shameless plug there for <laughs> for Morricone in Love. If you didn't work it out, Morricone in Love on the fourteenth of February in London Town at Rich Mix. Okay. If I decide to turn up, which I might not. <laughs> there is toilet roll at the Rich Mix. Yes, very good. Yes. Okay, so look, thank you very much for coming in and um, spending your Saturday oh, uh, afternoon with us. It's been good fun. Thanks very much for the live Thanks music. Coming. Very daring, very very fine. I, I think it'll be a great show. I'm very much looking forward to it. I might even turn up early so I, so I catch it. Yeah. <laughs> you better. No, but it should be. I think, no, I, I think you're, you're choosing something very difficult to do. Very difficult to do. And I think you're doing it extremely well. And oh, I, I actually... Also, what we played just before that was your, um, your version of Cold Eyes of Fear, which is... Extremely good. I get very more excited, well, very much excited when people start doing the avant-garde work, yeah, which is yeah, you did yeah. there, you see. There's a few of those numbers in the show. Well, I very that, much look forward to that it. That was the, the, the described scene with said London taxi. Yeah, we got, that, we got that slightly wrong because Fiona's yeah, yeah. spreadsheets won out, isn't it, Monica. Fiona? Monica. <laughs> <laughs> Can I have to have a word with Monica when I get home? She's um, lapsing. <laughs> so, look, thank you very much, um, Fiona and Nick, for coming in. Um, as we said, Morricone in Love um, is on and will probably start reappearing all over the place, I reckon. Hopefully, yeah. F- festival near you. Yes. Well, we'll see what we can do about that. I think it's, I think it's a festival yeah. thing. I'll see if I can... I can point you in the and a few interesting directions. Thank you. Very um, much. So thank you very much for um, coming in. We'll leave you with a, another bit of um, strange Morricone, uh, and thank you very much for uh, tuning in to Resonance. I'm sorry we haven't had a competition today. We'll have one next week. This has been OST. I have been Johnny Trunker. Do stay tuned to this very groovy radio station. Oh.